We wake up in the morning, first thing you reach for is your phone, mm -hmm. and then you're checking the apps. Mm -hmm. You don't even realize you're doing it until... You just do it. Right? So you be intentional. It's time for us to start paying more attention to what we are doing. In the moment. And be in the moment. Right. Right. So you waking up in the morning, you know you reaching for the phone. Yeah. How about being intentional and saying, hey, I'm not going to reach for the right. phone. Right. I'm going to do some meditation or... Mm -hmm. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. And we're back. Episode 8 of the Keep the Money on the Floor podcast. I am really excited today. As always, I'm your host, Lex Bibbs. Um, I got uh, a very special guest here today. Um, she's normally on the other side of these kind of conversations, which is unique and dope. Uh, I have Crystal here with me. Crystal, how you doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited that you're here for a lot of reasons. Um, so we're going to give you a little bit now, but then we're going to come back to it. So Crystal is a therapist. And um, obviously, just in the times that we're living in, uh, this topic and the things that we're going to touch on today is very important. I myself went through therapy a couple of years ago. I need to get back into it. But I just think it's important that we discuss this today. So thanks for coming on. But mm -hmm. uh, what, what's, what's been up, man? What's COVID life been for you, you know? Um, it's been busy. In what way? As far as my, my work, it's been busy. So you haven't stopped working no. despite COVID? No. Not Everything just went virtual? It went virtual. Talk about that. Insurance companies are co-sharing. Some, some of the insurance companies are covering the entire cost because of the pandemic. Um... And they are recognizing the importance of mental health mm -hmm. um, in these times. Yeah. All right. We're going to get into that. So let's, let's start out with something different. I've never done this before on the podcast. So we've been in this pandemic since, what, like March? Mm -hmm. And a lot of, you know, things have been keeping our attention, keeping us entertained. One being versus. Are you familiar? I am. Okay. So first question. What's been your favorite versus battle so far? Monica and Brandy. Oh, how are you going to take that one? That joke just happened. All right, I don't, because I don't watch a lot of them, though. Okay, okay. So, talk about Monty and, oh, Monty. Brandy and Monica. It was dope. It was like, dope. that was my era. I know Brandy songs. I know Monica songs. But I can relate more to Monica. So, you're a little um, more hood. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I can tell by the big earrings. Y'all can't see the big <laughs> earrings, but they big. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the beauty supply store. Yeah, beauty supply store. <laughs> so, um, was there a winner? Like, or did, you know, how they always say, like, the culture won or something like that? I'm biased. I already done told you. Yeah. Like, I like Monica. I felt like she, Monica won. Monica won soon as she sat down. No. Like, by the third song, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing. Brandy songs is um mm, I don't know. It's like I don't I don't know how to describe it. Okay. She did more features. She, she did, did more features she did. than she did, she did her own songs. So I felt like Brandy was throwing a little shade. First of all, she set her up uh a couple times. Like when she sung a chain's gonna come, she was like, Come on, Monica, come in. Monica wasn't really trying to come in. Mm -hmm. So she set her up there. Mm -hmm. Also felt like uh, she was singing more on the boys' mind. Monica didn't want no parts of that. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? I just thought like it was just a lot of little shade. But shout out to Brandy in the journal, though. You know, she does journal. <laughs> she does journal. She uh, had a lot of poems. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> what other versus battle have you watched that you was like, that was pretty cool? 
to be honest, the only other one that I made effort to watch was Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Okay. I heard that one was really good. I heard it was a vibe. I missed it. Was that a one. Vibe. Yeah. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. It went a little long because they was vibing. Mm-hmm. But um I liked it. Yeah. So you graduated from our institution, mm-hmm. the Johnson C. Smith University. How'd you hear about Smith and where you from and all that stuff? I'm from Charlotte originally. Okay, you're a unicorn. Born and raised. What side? <laughs> West side. If you want to call a side, but West side, I think, mostly. But my family is all over Charlotte. So Okay. Um, but I mainly grew up in off of Remont Road, West Boulevard okay. area. So what high school did you go to? Um, I graduated from South Met. Guess they rezoned back then. They did rezone because okay, I started you know, out at Miles Park. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you just decided to stay local. Like, was the you know what made you choose Smith? You didn't funny story. Get the bug to want to go away. I wanted to. I wanted to go to school in Georgia. I wanted to go to the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. My mom did not want me to leave. She was not. She was not going to be okay with me leaving. Yeah. So she got me a car and bribed me to stay. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up at Smith. Pants, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. So yeah. while at Smith, uh, were you involved in anything? Uh, any extracurriculars? You, you know. Nah, I just came to class. You stayed on campus? Nope. I did not stay on campus. You I had to stay on campus your first year, right? Mm-mm. I drove to school because wow. I was from Charlotte. They let me do it because... I was from here. Smith must have been desperate. They were like, all right, just come. You can stay at home. I drove to school. Don't worry about it. Go Every back to day. Lamar Road. And that's how, like, some of my friends were like, oh, you drive? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we ride with you. You know, it was crazy because I think when I met you uh, a few years ago during homecoming, um, I was like, I don't remember her. You know what I'm saying? We were all socially talking at, at the event, and I was mm-hmm. like, but now it makes sense you didn't stay on campus because that's how you normally meet people. Especially when you don't have the major, you don't see them in the calf at a sporting event. Right. Stuff like that. So uh, while at Smith, what did you major in? Psychology. Psychology. Yeah. Okay. Did you have any internships um, while, while there? I did. Um, I had one internship, but it was at a, a middle school that's no longer open in Charlotte. Um, I did work study in the post office. Okay. Yeah. And I think I did it in the library. I don't remember. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so right after school, did you get a job right away? Like talk us through that. You graduated oh four. Mm-hmm. So when you graduated, what happened like within the, those six months after you graduated? I got a job in my field in Gastonia. Mm-hmm. I was working full time in the mental health field and I also was working part time at a banking company. Um, so I think I worked about maybe eight months to a year in mental health and then things started changing with the state as mm-hmm. they always do. It's yep. forever changing in, in mental health with insurance, with them, what they're going to cover. It was a lot of fraudulent things going on with agencies. So my position got, um, eliminated. And at that time when my position got eliminated, I was offered a full-time position at the banking um, company, mm-hmm. which I took that on, and I worked in banking for like ten years before I came back to mental health. Okay, so you came back around what year? Twenty four. Well, so I went back to school to get my master's. Okay, where at? Capella. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Online. And I graduated Capella in 2013, and mm-hmm. I started back working in 2014. Right. So present day, you work for yourself. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Um, let's get to it. Mental health, with everything going on, um, when I say everything going on, meaning like the pandemic, the social challenges that we're facing in the community, that we're seeing every day on the news, on social media, um, mental health is very important. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that's really being talked about right now. It used to be kind of taboo, especially in our community. Um, I know you've seen it change. Like, let's talk about that. Um, are you seeing more patients now, more clients? Now? I'm not sure what the correct term is now mm-hmm. um, in 2020 versus years ago. A lot of people are affected by the pandemic and, yeah, they are seeking an outlet because they're afraid. They're afraid to come out. Um, They're afraid to do things. They're they're in the house all day. Afraid to come out of the house. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're working at at home and not leaving home. So it does have a a great impact on on your mental health. When do you know when you, like, how do you know you should go see a therapist? Like, are there, like, some triggers? Hmm. When you're ready to make a change. When you're ready to make a change. When you're ready to make a change. When you're ready to get more insight about yourself mm-hmm. and make some changes. But that's hard, though, because I guess I have to speak for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and this is totally fine. Like, I'm, I'm cool with being vulnerable and transparent, right? So, like most black men, you are taught not to show any emotion. You know what I'm saying? You were told, no, be strong. Don't you cry. Wipe them tears. You know what I'm saying? Walk it off. You know, stuff like that. You carry that sentiment. You carry those things with you for your life. Mm-hmm. And present day, you'll be like, you'll be in pain, but you'll be like, bro, what's up? I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could be depressed. You could be going through whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get what you're saying, like when you're ready to make a change. But for some of us, for some people, that's hard because... We've been conditioned not to go. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, something wrong with you? You're going to see somebody? Mm-hmm. But I felt better. So like you said, you know, when it's time for a change. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to touch on that, what you just stated. Um, yeah, please. There is a book called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. And trauma can pass down for generations, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at some of the things that we've endured as black Americans in slavery, it was for survival. So maybe in the slavery times, it was stated, don't show no tears. Don't show you're affected because if you show this, this will make master Mm -hmm. come at us more. Right? So, but it's a lot of things that we've taken on as black people that we don't even know that has been passed down for generations, even from the trauma of slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been dealing with it for a long time. I know me, I'm 37 right now. Um, What what, uh, pushed me to go see, I had two therapists in one year. Um, You know, like, I got tired of talking to people about what I was experiencing Mm -hmm. and for them to say, man, wow, that's crazy. Right, right. That's everybody's default. But, mm-hmm. And you can't blame them because they don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to compartmentalize and say, all right, Lex, well, you're feeling that way because, mm-hmm. or you thinking that way because, mm-hmm. everybody's like, man, man, that's crazy. Ain't nobody saying, man, like, you should go see somebody. 
Actually, one of my friends, uh, shout out to Jamarian Young. I'm going to bring him on the podcast too, Lance, one day. He's the one that was like, man, you need to go holler at somebody. You know what I'm saying? Just because for me, what I do for a living, kids come to me with their problems all the time. Yeah. So I heard Charlemagne the God say this one day, who does the go-to person go to? Mm-hmm. So many people come to me with their stuff and I'm carrying it around. And I've been carrying around past trauma. Like I've seen people get killed before in my life. Like when I was 10 years old, you know what I'm saying? I grew up in a... a uh, watch my mom get physically and verbally abused for years. You never talk about that stuff. You just walk around dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? So it got to a point where I was just like, man, like I need to go see someone. And then um, a really close person in my family committed suicide and I didn't know how to deal with it. And it was just a, a terrible like little pot. And so I'm glad I went because I felt better mm-hmm. afterwards. And um, so you, you suggest that people, if they want to have a change, that's when they go. Yeah, because you have to believe in it, right? Yeah. And I say this, uh, I say that me- mental health and going to therapy and going to counseling is just like going to the gym, right? Yeah. You want to make some changes to your body. You want to make some changes to your mind. You got to put in the work. Right. You got to be willing to put Maintenance. in the work. You got, yeah. But, and I'm not challenging you. Go ahead. But I'm asking for the people, right? Okay. We don't trust people. Mm-hmm. So you, you, it sounds easy to just say, yeah, go talk to somebody, like, it's hard for us to open up to people that we even know, let alone hard for us to open up to a stranger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're saying go about, if you want to be a change, like, you just Google, like, a therapist in Charlotte. Like, how does that work? How do you know who to talk to? Yeah, so there is, you can check your insurance, if you have insurance, yeah. and um, go on their website and look under behavioral health providers mm-hmm. to see if you have anybody in your area. Um if you find anybody in your area, you can reach out to them that way. If you have uh, EAP in this employee assistance program with mm-hmm. your job, you can call that number and they can send you a referral and they'll set you up with an appointment with a therapist. You can also go to um, Psychology Today where you can research your area, research if you want a man or a woman. They have like where you can specify what you're actually looking for on psychology today. Right. And um, there is also uh, therapy for black girls um, and therapy for black men as well. Those are websites that you could go to. Some good resources right mm-hmm. here. I hope y'all, I mean, if you out there, you listening, man, please, like I said, I mean, I don't really talk about it publicly, but like, you know, like 2017, 2018 was rough. You know what I'm saying? And just like, you know, I had to go talk to somebody. You know what I mean? All I did was sit down and and the woman at the time, she was like, how you doing? And I talked for like 30 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. Just because you just, you're carrying so much. Um, I want to pivot real quick. I see this word a lot on social media being used. Mm. Anxiety. Mm -hmm. What is anxiety exactly? Anxiety can present in different ways. Um, anxiety can present when you are super nervous and you just shut down. Um, anxiety can prevent, present where you are um, super nervous. You're having all these thoughts in your head and you're talking a mile a minute. You, can't, you feel like you can't stop. You feel like if there's a, a moment of silence, something's going to ro- go wrong. So right. it can present in different, many ways. Are people born with anxiety? Or is it just like a condition that comes over you over time? I would, I, now I'm not a medical doctor, <laughs> but 
I, I wouldn't say that they are born with anxiety. Yeah. I think it's all definitely environmental, and it can be genetics too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm struggling with my words because my wife asked me to not ask it this way, but I just think it's it's, it's a trendy word right now. But I don't want to offend anybody. You know what I'm saying? But I, I see it more than ever now. You know, people's like, well, my anxiety kicked in. Oh, I'm struggling with anxiety. So I hear my students using it a lot. And I believe them. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I think a lot of it has to do with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I want to segue to. Mm-hmm. Again, no disrespect. I just have to ask it how I'm thinking it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not here to be perfect. I'm just here to just have a conversation. What are your thoughts around, like, you know, the the social media and the... And the um, the people you may talk to, because I think, you know, me and Lance was talking about this before the pod, like, we're keeping this unofficial scoreboard in our head. Like, how many likes did I get? How many comments? How many views? How many shares? And when it's not enough, you feel some kind of way. Or you do go viral and you feel amazing. Mm. And then the next day you feel like crap. Mm. That's not healthy, is it? Mm-mm. That is not healthy um, to be looking for happiness on the outside of you. Right, but... You have to look for happiness on the inside of you. But Crystal, that's so easy to say. Yeah. I'm not coming at you. But again, like this is what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I'm not coming for the girls that's showing different body parts on social media or the dude that's flossing all his money and jewelry, but we're all looking for validation in some way. Mm-hmm. And social media is the easiest outlet for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It you know is. I mean? It is. And it's... The first thing you have to do is recognize it. Right. You got to recognize that I am going to this app for seeking validation. Because mm-hmm. if you think back to when, what, what year you was born? 83. 83. So you think back to 1994. What, what was you doing? In 94, I was 11, running around. In the streets, yeah. You know, in the neighborhood, being a kid, being a kid, right. Not worried about what other people yeah. are saying. Like, and that's a good point too, right? Because you, you're you're going back, and I, sorry, finish your thought. Finish your thought. Okay, no, I'm just saying, like. So when we were in college, right, we had MSN Messenger, Black Planet, if you will. Exactly. I'm glad that you know, in our era, we didn't have social media as they do now, mm-hmm. simply because, like, you know. It's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, there's some great parts about social media. It connects people. It puts people. That's how I met Lance. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro sent me a DM. I was like, I got this idea about this podcast. We connected. We talked. Boom. But then there's the bad side of, again, like, you know, comparison. Yeah. You talk to so many people and it's just like they're trying to keep up with the Joneses or they're putting on this facade. And again, we're all, myself included, I'm going to say we're all searching whether we admit it or not, for validation in some way, form, or another, whether it's through our parents, through our spouse, through our friends, Mm -hmm. but, like, it can get out of control, and if you don't get the right attention Mm -hmm. or enough of it, it could cause, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, some issues. One thing I say with my clients is, and I I think it's a meme, too, comparison is the thief of joy. It is. If you want to steal your joy, compare yourself to somebody. J. Cole said, love yours. Mm-hmm. You exactly. got to, right? You got to. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think is a, and I know you're not a doctor, you're going to science, mm-hmm. you're going to 
Say before I even ask, what do you think is a healthy amount of time one should spend on social media a day? Mm, definitely not sure. Um, I think that be intentional with all of your encounters. Be intentional when you are participating in any type of activity, you know, and when you are being aware. Because we do th a lot of things on autopilot. We wake up in the morning, first thing you reach for is your phone, mm -hmm. and then you're checking the apps. Mm -hmm. You don't even realize you're doing it until... You just do it. Right? So you be intentional. It's time for us to start paying more attention to what we are doing. In the moment. And be in the moment. Right. Right. So you waking up in the morning, you know you're reaching for the phone. Yeah. How about being intentional and saying, hey, I'm not going to reach for the right. phone. Right. I'm going to do some meditation or... Mm -hmm. Some well, daily, spend five minutes daily devotion of reading affirmations about myself. Something. Yeah, because um, one of the people I follow on YouTube, uh, <clears throat> giving away all my secrets here, um, <laughs> he, he says uh, every morning he doesn't check his phone for the first 30 minutes. He said, simply put, that text message, that email, the likes or the non-likes on social media can dictate the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So I need to get up, get my own mind right, not be on autopilot, meditate, work out, pray, whatever it is, drink my water, take a shower, and then like kickstart my day and then touch the phone. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. so many of us, we just mindless scroll, 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 and then next thing you know, we late for work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or, you know, we get that bad email or something like that. And that it can be that way also with a person who's career-driven too. You so career driven that you're checking your emails, you're checking your invoices, you're doing this, and you're not paying attention to the to the now. Right. And when I say the now, if you have a family, mm -hmm. you know they may be missing out on you because you're so focused on work, right, all the time. But that's society putting pressure on us, though, right? To to climb to the next level, to and make, we allow to make it. a bigger bag. You know what I mean? All the we allow it. The trendy stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. <clears throat> I'm an interview head, right? I heard uh, this guy, you follow the NBA at all? Not really, it's cool. <laughs> no. Well, I follow this NBA player, he was on an interview and he said that, um, you know, remember like Puff Daddy and all of them, like almost 10 years ago, they used to be like, yo, if you sleep right now, you ain't about getting money. Mm -hmm. And he said, like, he followed that train of thought and what it brought upon him was anxiety. Mm hmm. Because it's like, yo, like Puff said, like, yo, you ain't up three o'clock working on your goals. You ain't about it. Like, vampire, we don't sleep. And he was like, mm -mm. I'm already a millionaire. Why am I listening to this guy? Mm -hmm. I'm in the NBA already. You know what I'm saying? But so many of the quote unquote gatekeepers are making these unofficial laws, rules, and, and things. And it's like, yo, like, I want to be like this person. I want to be like Beyonce. And if Beyonce doing this, then I want to follow that blueprint. And Beyonce just got way more talent than you. I'm sorry. She got a whole team, too. Absolutely. <laughs> a you know whole I mean? team. But you said something, and I want you to kind of elaborate on it a lot more. Like, we have to love on ourselves and find that happiness from within, mm -hmm. not seek uh, external validation. Yeah, another thing that I, I like to work on with clients is to have them to identify positive things about themselves, right? I'll say to them, give me five positive things about yourself. It's challenging. In the moment, at the drop of a dime, you want me to do what? Like, I can't think of it. But tell me five negative things about yourself. 
rip those off. Run them off. Right? Yeah. So, and then it goes back to when you were growing up. How many times did you hear positive things about yourself, right? If you didn't hear those things and they're not embedded in you, you're not going to take it in for your own self. So if you heard that you need to do this better, or you need to get this right or whatever, you're getting good grace. That's what you're supposed to do. So it's very important, the messages that we... black isms. <laughs> right? The True. messages we receive yeah. when we're younger, we take those in and we start telling ourselves the same thing. So you're familiar with the Five Love Language book? Mm -hmm. All right. So if somebody's top love language is words of affirmation, do you think it's because they didn't hear those things growing up or they're used to hearing those things growing up? I'm not trying to make it a trick question. I know. <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question. So the words of affirmation is more of they heard them because when you didn't hear them, and this is, this is true, when you didn't hear them growing up and somebody's telling you things, the positive things about yourself, you, you shut it down. Right. It's not true. You're just saying it because. So. Yeah. Nah, man, you, you got to, you know, affirm yourself. Um, you know, I think we are living in sensitive times, though. Um, and you don't know what, like, people are struggling with, people are dealing with. Um, I want to go back to something that I forgot to ask you earlier. Like, is therapy affordable? It is. Um, because insurance is... But if they ain't got insurance. If they don't have insurance, then there are some places that... Um, have free therapy and that's Billingsley Road uh, Mental Health. Mm -hmm. So they offer uh, free therapy services. And some therapists, if you call them and you have a conversation with them and you let, let them know about your financial stance, they will work with you on a sliding scale fee. Yeah. And that's what you would need to ask them. Do you offer sliding scale fee? Yeah. If they don't offer it, do you know someone that does? I'm trying to get some free therapy right now with this next question. <laughs> Really? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, at the top of this year, we lost Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Right? Hurt all of us. Impacted the world. His memorial service, I was watching from the crowd, couch. I boo-hoo cried. Never met Kobe a day in my life. Followed him. Bought his shoes. Got his jerseys. The whole fan thing, right? Mm -hmm. I cried watching his memorial. Now, Fast forward, probably in the last two, three years, I've been to like four funerals, no tears. People I knew. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Well, we got to explore your relationships okay. with those four people that you knew. But I knew them personally. Mm -hmm. I've talked to them before. I've communicated. I've spent time with them. I've never spent time with Kobe Bryant. So tell me something. How did they pass? Um, two, suicide. Okay. Uh, one, um, cancer. Mm -hmm. And the other, uh, just natural causes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And how often did you speak to these four? A good amount. A good amount. One, um, one of them was just like, you know, I'm supporting a friend, but I knew of the person. You know what I mean? But I, my relationship was connected through somebody. Got you. You know what I'm okay. saying? 
But I, I guess what I'm really hinting at is like... I'm going to tell you. Tell me about the other three. So the one that I really want to know is like somebody that I lived with. You okay. know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't want to say the nature of the relationship, but it's almost obvious. But like I lived with this person like a good chunk of my life. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't cry. I mean, like I was there looking at the situation. I say the situation in like the casket or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm here. I'm like, no, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, I don't want to get to a place, or are we getting to a place where like certain things affect us, some things don't, because we're mm-hmm. just numb to everything that's going on. It, it, it really depends on your relationship with the person. It depends on um, the, the love you have for that person. And then it depends on the good and the bad that you had with the person, right? Yeah. How many bads did you have with Kobe? No. Hmm. Right? So you held him to a higher statue. It was always good with Kobe. You pretty much memorialized Kobe before he even passed. So that's why it hit you so hard. I just had to ask that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I framed it right, but it just, like, that day I was just, like, sobbing. And I'm like, yo, I get it. We're all hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Untimely passing. And I think it was the way it, in which it happened, too. But I'm like, I started thinking, like I always do. I'm like, I've been to other funerals. I ain't even cry. And I knew them people. Mm-hmm. But like you said, maybe I just, because I held them to a higher guard. So I said something in that, and I want to I touch on. Like with all these videos and stuff that's going out, and the police killing unarmed black people and stuff like that, do you think it's healthy that we keep watching this kind of stuff? I mean, I want to be aware, but I don't want to... Right. Don't over-consume. Right. Don't overwhelm yourselves. And right. that's including my myself. I, if I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed with what's going on, I'll log off. I don't even watch the news because I don't want to get overwhelmed with all the bad things that's going on. So it's, it's okay to be aware of what's going on, but don't overwhelm yourself to the point where you're, you, you put yourself in a depression. Mm-hmm. In the end, you're angry. Mm-hmm. Angry, angry. I, uh, when, when George Floyd happened, um, I try not to watch it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I probably went like two days without watching it. And then I watched it. And then I, I remember... Um, Again, just another transparent moment. Just keeping it real. I'm glad you're here because, like, people need to, we need to talk about this stuff. Not saying people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. People, we need to talk about this stuff more, like, especially men. Like, I was just on a Sunday morning just eating my breakfast. Me and my wife, I broke down crying. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like my breaking point almost. You know what I mean? Uh, I got a good friend. He calls it like recreational trauma. Like, he tries to stay away from it. Um, and that's why I had to ask that question because it's like we see these things it's, over and over and over and it's like I can't watch that right now. It's called vicarious trauma. Okay. Like you're not actually experiencing it but you witnessed it. So okay. you are traumatizing yourself every time you expose yourself but to But then again feelings. thinking back to what I may have said earlier like I've witnessed that in my life before as a kid. I've witnessed multiple people get shot at a time. Now, it wasn't police involved. It was like some drive-by kind of thing in my neighborhood growing up in D.C. So, like, that always... I can't even be around people with guns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, somebody around me, like, oh, I got my gun on me. I'm stepping out the room. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you said it's called vicarious trauma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
there's just a lot going on with all these videos and stuff like that, and uh, it just seems like it's never ending. You know what I mean? When we when we almost heal from one, here it's, comes another. It's been going on for years. It has been. We just got more social media. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's talk about something um a little more uh, positive, right? But it's also sad. We're not gonna have a homecoming this year. Ah, I know. <laughs> That's terrible. Everybody gonna need therapy in October. Like you supposed Including to be myself. eating. You supposed to be eating some fish right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. With your fit on, with your boys, with, the, with your girls. Know. What we gonna do, man? Eesh. Um, we gonna have a virtual homecoming. <laughs> I think people are virtual out. I know, I know, like I know. I don't know. But uh, I have, have you seen no the meme idea. that's like, yo, pray for your HBCU friends? I just posted it. That's <laughs> yes. real, though. Yes. That's real. Like, uh, yeah. uh, I want to say next week would have been, um, and it'll pass my time has come out. Next week would have been Winston Salem State's homecoming. Mm. It was going to have an early homecoming. Mm -hmm. But, uh, man, I, you know. It's just going to make for a better homecoming in 2021. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one to what do you What do you think, you know, makes it so amazing for us? I mean, I know the answer in my perspective, but, like, why is it such a, a void for us that we're not having it? It's like a family reunion. Right. You come and you, you're seeing your family. It's, it's you're that's, checking on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, I'm not trying to get back to it. I'm trying to stay positive. But I heard a guy uh, say the other day, like, you know, um, you know, like when homecoming comes around, I just want to I just want to project this image like I'm really doing something. So, again, there are reunions, but people just feel the pressure to like mm -hmm. fake it till you make it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's like the car you pull up in, whether it's how many bottles you pop at the club. Whether it's the, the thing you say you're working on, but you're not really working on. I mean, I'm, we're being real, right? You're right. You are right. You yeah, are right. but that's... Honestly, that has everything to do with your self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And if you feel that you need to perpetrate, but to make other people think that you're doing something that you're really not, you need, you need to check your self-esteem yeah. and do some internal work. You, know, you really do. Yeah. Black businesses, right? They're, they're more at a forefront right now. Um, you have a business, obviously. How do you... Because your business is, is, is it's heartfelt. You know, obviously, you're trying to help people find that change or that, that turn. How do you measure success in your business um, for what you do? Just being able to see people make the changes that they actually are coming to do. That's how I measure, like, that That was a good one. Yeah. I bet it's hard. Um, but I bet it's also rewarding, too. Mm-hmm. So, how do you, like, again, who does the go-to person go to? Therapists have therapists. Therapists have therapists. Mm hmm But, like, as you talking to your therapist or whoever, you're like, you ain't asking the right questions. I would have asked that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, do you <laughs> break their way, methods down? No, because there are some therapists that specialize in working with other therapists. Okay. So they know. That's a thing. You know, yes, they know. Okay. So, mm -hmm. You know, I had to ask that question. I say this. If you go to therapy, ask your therapist, does she have a therapist that have they ever been in therapy? If yeah. not, run. 
Because you have to sit in the chair to know what it's like. My pops is a social worker, and um, he takes it very serious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got a chance to spend time with him um, during the summer. I mean, and, you know, again, I needed to go home and just... Because there was a time where it was like, I, we wanted to go up there, and they're like, no, nah, I don't come up here because COVID is different in Maryland than it is in North Carolina. And, like, that made me sad a little bit because I wanted to be around my family. You know, you never know what you want until like, you that can. time comes. And then I went up there and spent, like, a week with him, my mom, and my family. And I was just watching him. He's just in front of that computer and talking to people via Zoom and talking to, like, he says he has, he doesn't tell me the names, but he has former athletes on there and stuff like that. It's like all kind of people just need help, you know. From business people to addicts to, again, professionals. Um, mm-hmm. Remind our listeners again, how can they go about getting help if they need help? You can check with your insurance website under behavioral health providers. You know how you would find you an OBGYN or a primary care doctor. You would go on their website and search for a behavioral health um, professional you can go, call your EAP. If you have a job, call EAP, um, and they will make an appointment and a referral for you. You can go to Therapy for Black Girls. You can go to Therapy for Black Men. Those are websites. Um, and also, Psychology Today is a big one where you can find a therapist as well. Are you taking on new? Uh, I am. Are you allowed to? Mm-hmm. Shout your stuff out. I'm on Psychology Today. Okay, about to say, man, plug your <laughs> plug your joint. You know, I am on there. I have a profile on there, or you can go to my website www.profoundcounseling.com. Again, www.profoundcounseling.com because I know I have an accent. So. And use uh, the code. Keep the money on the four podcast and. Uh, <laughs> You might get a free uh, five minutes or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you get a consultation. You get a consultation. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, cool. Listen, Crystal, um, as we close here, I, I really just want to thank you again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this topic is so important. It's so personal. And, you know, I, I just think that we're all going through something, whether we know it or not. Yes. Some of us mask it better than others. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I read somewhere recently that there is like... Uh, hyper levels of depression like people can look really excited functioning right mm-hmm. um so again i just wanted to bring you on and like i told you on our little pre-podcast call if this helps one person then i'm good it's amazing you know, i, I want to help more but it's so many people that are walking around struggling mm-hmm. you know so many men so many brothers that yo how you doing i'm good and they i'm good in yourself into a bad spot you know what I mean? Because that's just our default, like we talked about earlier. So thank you for coming on. I hope you get some thank new people. Thank you for inviting me. But more than that, I just hope people go and get help. I agree. Say your uh, information one more time. www.profoundcounseling.com. And I'm on Instagram as well, profound underscore counseling. All right. If you, if you hit on the gram, don't, don't be trying to talk about nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is episode eight of the Keep the Money on the Floor podcast. I'm your host, Lex Bibb, signing off. See you next time.